This is an in-house production. Greetings, family. I'm Fanita R. Mayberry, co-founder of Mafia Outreach. We are a nonprofit organization. Many of you know who we are, and we cater to the needs of our community. We offer food, clothing, diapers, and whites. Since we are fairly new, we aren't eligible for grants that are provided um, in our communities to assist with rental assistance and utility assistance. But there are several families that are dealing with hard times that the pandemic brought about. And with your contribution, we will be able to do our part. We're not asking for much, but we would like to see if you would like to partner with us to provide for the many families that are in need. If you please find it in your heart to donate to our cause, we would greatly appreciate it. And I'm sure each family would too. If you would like to donate, visit our website at www.wearemafia.com. That is wearemafia, M-O-F-I-A dot com. Our cash app as well is dollar sign Mafia Outreach. Thanks so much in advance. God bless you and have a great day. It's in the book. Cotton easing up for debate. The sorts worth picking, especially the times that we lived in. Shackles and chains transformed for metal to metal to cyber justice for injustices. Just what us is after. Red and blue is just a different chapter. Hypocrisy, democracy, the puppet masters in unison and laughter. While the human race is torn and scattered, dazed and confused on what really matters. Our lives has been served up on the platter. We're in last place in a rat race and the bad chase is all we're after. Can agree to disagree, disputes and hidden agendas is all I see. I'm glad, I'm so glad about it, that mercy and grace is not left up to me. We never see the year of Jubilee. When will freedom ring? When will freedom ring? When will freedom ring? ring? Let freedom ring. Let's see. 
Amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Amen. Praise the Lord. We give God glory this morning. Amen. For another Sunday morning worship encounter. Amen. Thank God. Amen. We're celebrating our Black History Month. Amen. This month. I mean, it's all year for me. Amen. But we're celebrating and honor. Amen. For the month of February. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to each of you. Amen. That are joining us. Uh, via YouTube this morning. We thank God for each of you. Amen. Joining us. Amen. Thank you and welcome to House of Deliverance where we believe that deliverance is a choice. Amen. But you have to choose to break free. Amen. How many know you got to choose to be free? Amen. That is nothing that you can give to anybody else or put in anybody else's hand. Amen. It is your choice. Amen. Amen. If you haven't already, amen, you can join us. Amen. Be sure to surf, surf the web. Amen. For HOD. Amen. At imhod.com. It's imhod.com. There. Amen. You can learn a little bit more about who we are. Become an online member, in-person member. Amen. You can also sow tithe and offering there or submit a prayer request. Amen. If you would like to do so. Um, you can also visit our Mafia Outreach Ministry. Amen. We, you can become a partner there. You can also, or if you have a request to self, amen, you can also do so there. That will is wearemafia.com. And that's R-M-O-F-I-A dot com. Amen. Please make sure that you submit your prayer request. We want to touch and agree with you. Amen. We have had so many people. Um, that reach out, amen, every week, and we put them on the prayer list, and God has been healing and delivering, amen, so we thank God, amen, there is power in prayer, amen, there is definitely power in prayer, amen, the, the Bible say if you touch and agree, where you touch and agree, amen, every word will be established, amen, so we give honor to God, amen, for being faithful, amen, to look over and acknowledge our prayers amen for each and every one amen without further ado amen we're gonna have our mission and our model reading if you will please stand amen we're gonna have our mission and our model reading and our model reads 
It takes a village to save a soul, serving God through serving others, each one, reach one. Our mission statement, the mission of House of Deliverance is setting the captives free by ministering to the brokenhearted and maturing them spiritually. We want to be able to bring the good news to those that will listen. We must work wholeheartedly to bring God's spirit working in them. We are called to teach that salvation is available through faith in Christ. We are to be encouraging in heart, unified in love, committed to carrying out Christ's work. As Christ works in us, we are to tell others about him. Who do you know that need to hear this news? Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, the year of the Lord's favor. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Come on, somebody just shout out real loud. I am H-O-D. H-O-D. That's my church. Amen. Praise the Lord. H-O-D. That's my church. Amen. Good morning to all of you that are joining us this morning. Amen. We thank God for each and every one of you. Amen. Before you take your seat, I want to read our morning scripture. It comes from the book of Proverbs, verse 3 and 26, and it reads like this. For the Lord will be at your side and will keep your foot from being snared. The title of our prayer today is My Mind's Made Up. My Mind's Made Up. Well, I tell you, this book always blow me away when I read it on the Sunday morning. Amen. My Mind's Made Up. Somebody just shout out, My Mind's Made Up. Pray this prayer with me. Father, I thank you that no weapon formed against me will prosper ever. I thank you today that even though the enemy does his best to frustrate me and to turn me around, I thank you, Father, that today I can truly say my mind is made up. I trust your word more than I trust the facts about my situation. <laughs> your word endures and it will never fail. But the facts can change with a blink of an eye. So today, I set my face towards Jerusalem and refuse to be denied. So although I may have been delayed, I am never denied. Today is the day I not only move on, but today is the day that I move up. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Somebody should have got excited off of that said, not only is today the day that I move on, but today is the day that I move up. Lord Jesus, I plan on moving up. Hallelujah. In the things of God. Amen. I trust God to do and be what he said he'll be to me. 
Amen. I didn't came too long, then stayed too long to give up now. Amen. Amen. But I believe God. Amen. For who he say that he is. Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. We're going to move into uh, praise and worship this morning. Come on, Pastor. He's been trying to get out of this all morning. <laughs> How many know that God deserves your hallelujah? Oh, yeah. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah belongs to you. Oh, my. My hallelujah belongs to you. You deserve it. You deserve it. You deserve it, yeah. You deserve it. Come on, my hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs. Come on, let me hear you sing that to God this morning. Come on, open up your mouth and tell him my hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. My hallelujah. My hallelujah belongs to you. about everything God has already done for you. Tell him, Lord, you deserve my hallelujah because you brought me out. God, you made ways when it didn't seem to be a way. I could have been dead. Hallelujah. But all the glory belongs to you. Come on, all of the glory belongs. All of the glory belongs to you. All of the glory belongs to you. All the glory belongs to you. All of the glory, all of the glory belongs to you. You deserve Give him some hallelujah this morning. Hallelujah is the highest praise. Hallelujah. Let him know, God, you, my hallelujah belongs to you, God. You get the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. Come on, you. As you tell God he deserves it this morning, think about everything he's already done. Come on, and then give him some glory for that thing, y'all. Come on. You deserve it. Hey, hallelujah. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All the glory. All the honor. And all the praise. When I couldn't see my way, Lord, you. Hallelujah. Come on, let me just hear you put a praise in the atmosphere if you know God deserves your praise. Hallelujah. Come on. He's been good to us, y'all. Come on. He deserves it. He deserves our hallelujah this morning. He deserves a thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. All the glory, all the honor, and all the praise belongs to him this morning. Hallelujah. Nobody like him. Nobody like him. Hallelujah. How many know an incredible God deserves an incredible praise? Come on, let me hear you give him an incredible praise. Come on, let me hear you do it. Come on. I've had some problems, some great and some small. You being God delivered me from them all. I still can't believe all the ways you made. Oh Lord, incredible God deserves incredible praise. Come on, if you just think about what God has done, y'all, I swear you'll get a praise in your heart. You'll get it in your spirit. Come on, I had, I had some great and some small, but you be. God, deliver me, me from I still can't believe, still can't believe all the ways you made. Oh Lord, incredible God deserves incredible praise. What kind of God would do this for me? Victory. Grace and mercy, he is so special, simply incredible, he's so incredible, incredible God deserves incredible praise. What kind of God would do this for me? Victory is grace and mercy. He is so special, he's simply incredible, so incredible, an incredible God deserves incredible praise. What kind of God would do this for me? Victory, grace and mercy, he is so special. He's simply incredible, so incredible, incredible God deserves incredible. Oh, 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 oh,
praise. Praise. Incredible. Credible. Praise. Praise. Incredible. Credible. Praise. Praise. My God deserves. He deserves. An incredible. Credible. Praise. Praise. Oh, praise. Praise. Incredible. Credible. Come on and praise. Praise. He's incredible. Credible. Oh, praise. praise. He deserves. He deserves. An incredible. Credible. Praise. Praise. Oh, praise. Praise. My God, he's incredible. Credible. Oh, praise. Praise. He's incredible. Credible. Oh, praise. Praise. He deserves. He an incredible praise. Incredible. Hallelujah. Come on. Let him know. Lord, we love you. Lord, we bless you. He's incredible. He's incredible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. He's incredible. He's incredible. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. Lord, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. You're incredible. Come on, do I got a witness? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. God, we bless you. Lord, we bless you. You're incredible. He's Come on, incredible. y'all. He's a healer. He's a healer. He's a keeper. He's Hallelujah. A keeper. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. You're incredible. He's incredible. He's a healer. He's a healer. He's a keeper. He's a keeper. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. You're incredible. He's Come on, incredible. let him know that you love him today because he's incredible. Come on, he's incredible. He's incredible. He's incredible. He's incredible. He's incredible. He's incredible. Every time I turn around, he just keep on making ways for me. I said he's incredible. He's incredible. An incredible God deserves incredible praise. Oh, oh. An incredible. Come on, I can't hear you praising your incredible God. Come on. Incredible God deserves incredible praise. Hallelujah. Oh. Hallelujah. Nobody but you, God. Hallelujah. You deserve an incredible praise. Hallelujah. He is a healer, and he's definitely been a keeper to me. Hallelujah, and he is incredible. Hallelujah. Lord, we give you the glory and the praise. One more time. Come on, y'all. We ain't at no funeral this morning. Come on, put those blessed hands together and let God know that he is an incredible God. Come on, let him know with your lips this morning. Come on, open your mouth and say, God, I magnify you this morning. Hallelujah, because you are incredible. Hallelujah, you've been incredible to me. Hallelujah, and I thank you today. Hallelujah. Amen. Moving right along. Amen. We're going to have our summary section. Amen. And then the word of God. Amen. Amen. You may be seated.
to trust in Jesus, amen, to trust him more and more. He said, I love you. I love you for your grace to trust you more, amen. We don't, we don't have a lot of trust in God these days, amen. People say that they do till you get in the jam, and then that's what really shows 
it shows how you really feel. Amen. Come on, stand to your feet. Amen. We're going to read our scripture. Amen. And let's get to it. Amen. Let's work it out. Amen. I give God glory this morning. Amen. For his word. Amen. For the body of Christ. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to John 10. We're going to start at the 22nd verse. John 10 and 22. When you have it, say, I got it. Don't have it, say, wait. John 10, I'm going to start the 22nd verse, and it reads like this. I'm going to read the Amplified Version. It says, at that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter. And Jesus walked in the temple in Solomon's porch. Then came the Jews round about him and said unto him, How long does thou make us to doubt? If thou be Christ, tell us plainly. Jesus answered them, I told you, and ye believed not. The works that I do in my Father's name, they bear witness of me. But ye believe not, because ye are not of my sheep. As I said unto you, my sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them to me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand i and my father are one amen we pray that god add a blessing amen to the readers the hearers and doers of his holy word god we pray over the word today god that lord you cause us to hear what it is that the spirit is saying to the church on today we bind every foul and filthy spirit, God, every distraction, Lord, that will keep us from hearing and applying the word of God. Lord, we ask, Lord, that you sensitize ears across the globe that will hear this word on today. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Before you take your seat, I want you to look at your neighbor and repeat my sermon title. Say, neighbor. Come on, say it with confidence. Say, neighbor. We all know church, but do you know God? Come on, look at somebody else and say, neighbor, look across the room. Say, we all know church, but do you know God? Amen. You may be seated in the presence of our God. Amen. I went ahead and read the King James Version instead. Amen. When we go back to go through our scripture, I'm going to read the other version. Amen. I did look up the definition for no. Amen. So before we work it out, amen, let me give you the definition. Amen. Before we take off. To know is to recognize the nature of a thing. To discern. 
to be acquainted or familiar with something or somebody, to be aware of the truth or factuality of a thing, to be convinced or certain of, that is my favorite one, to have experience of, to have experience of, remember that, amen, we're going to go back to that in just a little bit, amen. It's one thing to operate out of religion, but it's major when you have a relationship with God. Those that have a relationship have experienced God in one way or another. Amen. Am I right about it? I'm not talking about the doodads you may get on your arms or up your back when something is sung the way you want it or if they struck the right key or if they played the right note. I'm talking about goosebumps and, and I'm not talking about, you know, whether they played the song, you, you know, your favorite song of your favorite preacher was preaching or if the choir was saying it real good to you. I'm not talking about doodads because of that. I'm talking about a real experience with God that you know can't nobody offer but God. I'm talking about a real experience with God that you know that nobody could have done but God. Amen. I'm talking about an experience so intense that it changed the way you lived. It changed the way you act and it has changed how you look at things. That's a real experience with God. You put down things. Amen. Because you've had an experience with God. Amen. You start to change your mind about things because you've experienced a real encounter with God. Amen. You've been delivered from some things that had you bound because you have a real relationship with God. Amen. Relationship breed experience. Amen. Relationship, real relationship will cause an experience to come out of a thing. Don't believe me? Let me help you. When you went into a relationship with your partner, you had never experienced them in that realm. Once you got an intimate encounter with that person, now you have experience of who that person is. You know what makes them tick. You know what makes them mad. You know what they will do, what they won't do, what they will pay for, what they won't pay for. You know if you talk about his mama, he's going to talk about your daddy. If you stump his dog, he's going to kick your cat. You know because you've been in a relationship. Because relationship breeds experience. I know that there are churches all across America. Oh, Lord, I've been looking at stuff all over the internet, y'all. It's been crazy. Poor China, they're getting arrested over there. And out, right straight out the pulpit on this week. They was arresting a pastor, had him in handcuffs. He was trying to preach the gospel. Had all the, the, the members that was in the audience in handcuffs along with the pastor. He was turned to the side and they got a good clip of him. Told them that they can't do that no more. Guess what they did? Put face recognition cameras on every church door so that every person that stepped to the door to go inside the church, they're going to go and arrest them. So they don't want them serving God. Now, I don't know if it's just me. Am I crazy? Y'all help me out today. Because everybody keeps talking about God ain't real, but this is the only religion that everybody is combating against. Ain't nobody doing nothing to the people that are Buddhists. Ain't nobody messing with the Jehovah Witness. Ain't nobody messing with uh, the atheists and all them other folk. But they messing with the folks that follow Christ. 
but they tell me he ain't real. Lord, have mercy. I know that churches all across America have a form of godliness, but they look the part. They're growing. They're shouting and they're dancing. They're quoting scriptures, but don't practice it. They are the folk that Paul warned us about in 2 Timothy uh, 3, 1 through 5. Amen. Somebody get that for me right quick. Amen. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5. I want to read it. I don't want to just quote it to you. I want you to see it for yourself and know that it, it's in the book. 2 Timothy 3, 1 through 5, it reads like this. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of them own selves. Not, don't care about nobody else but them. Covetous want everything somebody else got. Boasters always bragging about what they got and what you don't have. Proud, blasphemous, disobedient to parents. I ain't never seen a bunch of disrespectful young'uns before in my life. I, I was looking at... Uh, uh, Facebook last night and this, this girl was cussing out the substitute teacher and then ran over there and pulled her wig off. Told her, I pull your wig off. And the lady said, do it, pull it off. But she wouldn't do it while the lady was facing her. She waited till the lady turned away and pulled the woman wig off. I said, now what kind of generation is this? The fools that we done raised. Just do any and everything. I ain't seen a bunch of disrespectful people before in my life. When I was going to church, I wouldn't dare disrespect a pastor a leader, a preacher, a deacon. I don't care what they did because that's what we was taught. Because the Bible say, touch not my anointing, do my prophet no harm. Lord, I knew it was going to be quiet. I don't care. I don't need your amens this morning. He say, un disobedient to parents, unthankful. It don't, no matter what you do for them, it ain't good enough. Unholy. Ain't thinking about living saved. Don't care about being holy. Don't, even though it's commanded of us through God. Don't care nothing about living right. You say without natural affection. We, we look at stuff on, on, on Facebook and laugh. Folks can be being made fun of. They can have all kind of uh, uh, ailments and diseases and, and, and problems from birth. And we laugh and share it. No natural affection. Truth breakers. Don't ever keep their word. Lord, Amber, don't get me started on that. False accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that do good. Now, what kind of person is that that's mad when folks do the right thing? Lord, have mercy. Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasure more than lovers of God. Love everything but God. It's a heaven, a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. He said, stay away from all those people that I just named. Don't matter if it's family, friends, or foes. Oh, God, I know this is where it gets tricky at. He talked about that. Paul warned us, and he warned Timothy. I'm going to give you all another version of that scripture, that having a form of godliness but denying the power thereof. This is going to strike something on the inside of you. And if it don't, I'm going to know you part of that people. It's a holding to a form of outward godliness on the outside. You dress it up. You look the part. You look good like you really saved. You know how to step in the church and mingle with the crowd. 
It says, having their outward godliness religion, although they have denied its power, for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. The way you act outside of church killed your claim of having faith in the God you say you serve. Lord, have mercy. It said, avoid such people and keep away from them. Another version reads like this. It said, they will act religious, but they will reject the power, y'all. Listen to this. They will act religious, but reject the power that could make them godly. Oh, I know. Y'all, oh, God, y'all know what? I'm going to tell y'all something. I had a vision before I even preached this message of how this will go. That's why I'm so glad. I'm not just preaching to y'all. I'm preaching to the folks on the Internet. You know, folks all around the globe going to hear this message and be able to know what, what, where they stand. Because God has showed me something about HOD that ain't, ain't, too, ain't too pleasant. Listen, it says they will act religious, but will reject the power that could make them godly. Stay away from people like that. Let me help you. Paul was telling Timothy to pay attention to folk with an outward form really operating out of religion and no relationship. He said they want a mic, but, they, but not to magnify God. Want to teach, but haven't been taught. Want to preach, but haven't been purified. Won't make no sacrifices for God, let alone for ministry, but want to operate in ministry. How can you say you love God, but you reject the power to be set free? Lord, have mercy. Some of us have been here too long to still be bound by the same demon. Oh, I know it's tight, but it's right. Lord, have mercy. I'm confused when people been in church professing to be saved for years, but nothing in their lives line up with the word of God. Everything preached causes an offense. You get defensive. You get mad. We can tell in your demeanor while we're preaching. In case you didn't know, we can't see you. Like mother will say, can't she see me? I see her. Can you see me? Uh-huh. It's not my fault that nothing in your life has changed and lined up with the word of God. Everything that is preached is questioned. And after reading this passage, I get it. You will never heal. Now, if you are, I'm not talking to you. Don't be offended. But the scripture, according to the scripture, says you will never heal. Oh, my God. I'm going to help you in just a second. When you allow God into your life to really change your heart and sanctify you, you will begin to show some signs. Wouldn't it be weird if a woman come, if Sister Kinsley told us nine months ago that she was pregnant and her belly never grew, wouldn't that be weird to y'all? Wouldn't it be weird that after 36 to 40 weeks, she say, oh, I'm in labor, my water done broken, we don't see no water on the ground. Wouldn't it be weird for her to go in there and push and nothing come out for three days? Uh-huh. Same difference as your salvation. If you're saved, you ought to show some signs. Something in you ought to show on the outside that I have been changed. Lord, have mercy. You ought to begin to show some signs. And when the word of God is spoken, the only thing that will come out of your mouth is yes, Lord. Not a debate. Hallelujah. Because when you really love God, there will be no debate. 
about the word. You saw me reading in the scripture. I'm not telling you what I think. I'm telling you what the word said. How do you debate what God said when you're supposed to belong to him? That means that he's given us another opportunity to get our life together before he called us home. Lord, have mercy. Woo. All we should say is yes, Lord. There should be no debate. So I'm sorry, not sorry. Amen. I got a charge to keep and a God to glorify. And I will not be handcuffed to stroking and petting people's flesh unless you're ready to go straight to hell. Now, if you want to go to hell, I'll shout you every Sunday that I preach from here on out. If you're ready to go to hell, I'll give you a jubilistic ministry. I'll let you know that there can be prosperity and long life in hell if that's what you would like for me to do. I'll tell you that you can live any kind of way you want to live. You can sleep with whoever you want to. You ain't got to do nothing the Bible say, and you can go straight to hell. If you would like that kind of preaching, I can give you that too. But I'm going to keep on preaching the gospel. I can't be subject to pit and flesh. Amen. God told me, he said, it's time to wake up out of this la-la land, out of this fantasy world that we have created for ourselves. He said, it's time to repent and turn from our mess. Amen. The Bible tells me to come from among them and be ye separated, saith the Lord. Amen. I don't care what nobody say. When you have been chosen by God, you can't do what everybody else is doing. Amen. When you have been chosen by God, you can't go everywhere everybody else go. Amen. When you have been chosen by God, you can't act the way everybody else act. Amen. It's time now. Amen. God said it's time now to walk line upon line and precept upon precept. It's not enough to quote the word, but don't live it. Amen. It's not enough to tell somebody about God, but you don't know him. Amen. Amen. Look at your neighbor and say, we know church. But do you know God? Lord Jesus. I don't care who you who don't like it today. Amen. I'm going to preach the oracles of God. Amen. This is what God told me. I'll preach the oracles of who I am. Preach the oracles of what I stand for. Amen. So I'm going to preach the oracles of God because I've been commanded by God to do so. Amen. I wasn't called or chosen to entertain you. Amen. I wasn't called or chosen to pet your flesh. Amen. But I'm going to continue to lay out on my face and consecrate for a real word from God. Not the kind of word that send you out floating on cloud nine amen because i've stroked your ego and your flesh all service amen but a life-changing word that keeps you from going to hell amen i don't know about y'all but every now and again i need a wake-up call every now and again i need god to shake up some things in my life amen so that i don't get too comfortable amen every now and again i need god to put me back on the potter's wheel and shape and mold me again i know you've been saved all your life but i haven't amen and I, i've been delivered from some stuff amen that i can't afford to let come back into my life I'm not like you I can't afford it I dibble and dabble and play around I'll be a dauphine I gotta stay on a straight and narrow I can't play no games with church the word and nobody else I can't let nobody get me off track I ain't got that kind of power I don't I ain't got that kind of power sister Janae I ain't strong like that. Amen. That's why I got to pray. That's why I get in, that, in my prayer room and pray. That's why I lay out and I cry out before God. Because I know I need him. And at any given moment, amen, I can slide back into the mess I used to be in. God forbid. 
Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. But I told God, I said, Lord, I'm going to preach what you say, preach. Amen. I'm going to say what you tell me to say, God. Hallelujah. Amen. It don't matter what it looks like. Amen. Amen. God is preparing us, y'all. He's getting us ready for his great return. Amen. And while folk walking around here acting like God ain't in control, amen, you better take heed lest you fall. Amen. God told me that. Tell my people, take heed lest they fall today. Amen. He said, he, he told me, take heed unless we fall. Amen. I've been so vexed in my spirit. Amen. Because the church is in a mess, not just HOD. I'm talking about as a whole, the body of Christ is in a mess. Amen. The church has gotten so laxed. Amen. Just going with the flow. Ain't nobody preaching about deliverance or holiness or how to be kept or seeking for the Holy Ghost. Ain't nobody having altar call where they can cry out. Ain't nobody having intercession where they can cry out to God. That's weird to me. When we, uh, we, we, we pray to God so that we can get a word from God. How, why is it that people think it's okay to get up and preach a word about a, a, from what you think, amen, and not what God said? See, when you hear from the mouth of God, it don't feel good. When you hear from the mouth of people, it strokes what you feel. Uh Flesh will talk to flesh. Spirit will deal with your spirit. Oh, my God. Y'all don't like it, but it's too bad. So sad. The church has gotten so laxed. People just doing whatever they want to. They want to preach about prosperity. (laughs) The devil don't care nothing about your money. He don't care about how much money you got. He don't care about how, money you, how much money you don't have. Amen. You think you're going to make a deal with the devil and give him your money? He don't want your money. Amen. I remember my daddy used to say, uh, devil, don't mess with me and I won't mess with you. He used to say, people say that. Devil, don't mess with me and I ain't going to mess with you. He don't work like that. Amen. News flash for you today. The devil don't like you. Amen. I don't care what state you in. I don't care if you're saved or if you're unsaved. He still don't like you. His MO never changes. He come for three reasons. Amen. And that is only to steal, kill, and to destroy. That is his only mission. He, if he give you anything, trust me, that book is an Indian giver. He coming back for his stuff. If you don't do what he wants you to do, he's coming back for his stuff. Amen. Amen. But God, he said he came to give us life eternal. And and that in abundance. Amen. Amen. We all know how to do church. But how many of us really know who God is? Look at your neighbor and ask him, do you know God? Oh, I know. Ask somebody else. Say, do you know God? I think we can answer that question ourselves. We wouldn't do half the things we do if we really knew who God was. Think about the sovereignty and the power of God. We wouldn't do half the things we do because we always want to talk about his grace and his mercy. Oh, it's there. But it's not to be abused. Amen? It's not to be abused. The, the, the Bible said in the book of Romans, shall grace abound? Amen? That you, you keep on sinning that grace abound and say, God forbid. That means don't, don't use it up because it's available. It's there on the times when you slip and fall, not when you do it on purpose. Oh, Lord. Some of us do stuff on purpose. Amen? We wouldn't do half the things we do if we truly knew who God was. We wouldn't live the way we do behind closed doors if we knew who God was. We wouldn't say some of the things we say if we knew who God was. Because my Bible tells me that he is, his eyes are in every place. Beholding the evil as well as the good. Every conversation we have, we think it's in private, God is there. 
Lord, have mercy. Oh, I know y'all weren't going to like this today. He's there. See, the Bible says to really know God is to love him. And when you love him, when you really fall in love with him, you'll obey him. Amen? We know church, but do you know God? Amen? In our scripture today, amen, John 10, 24 through 27, amen, I'm going to deal with those particular scriptures. Amen. You still got your Bibles open? Let's work it out. Amen. In the beginning of this chapter, Jesus explains the parable of the good shepherd. That's what happened before this all took place. He gives them the contrast between a thief and a robber versus him being the good shepherd. Y'all remember that? We pre- I preached that before, talking about the thief and the robber comes in a secret way. He don't come, he'll come over the gate and all of that, but he won't come through the door the right way. Amen. Have you ever seen a robber that he come, he'll either knock out a window or kick in the back door, but he don't come with a key because he don't live there. That's a thief. The person that robs is the one that comes and takes your stuff out of your house. Amen. So he talks about a thief, the devil being a thief and the robber, and him being the good shepherd. Amen. He goes on to assure them that he is the gate and the door that we all must come through in order to see who God is. Amen. He expresses to them that he is the only way and he that and that he was authorized by God not only to lay his life down, but to pick it back up again. Lord have mercy. Y'all go read that passage. That passage is very, very good. Amen. He was telling them, he said, not only am I the way, the truth and the life. Amen. The life. Amen. Can't nobody come to the father, though, except through me. And when you come through him, you got to come through the gate, through the door. He goes on to say, and it was authorized by God that I lay my life down, that he die, that we may be able to live. Amen. But even after laying his life down, God authorized him to pick it back up. That's what I love about him. He said he, he, said he gave him the authority to pick his life back up again. The people were puzzled by what was being said and needed him to clarify once and for all. And we'll pick up right here. Some of the people were saying in the passage that he was demon-possessed. He was mad, meaning he was crazy. Did y'all, y'all read that? In the beginning of the passage, in, in the, the, the earlier part, it said he was crazy. He must have been mad for saying that he was all of these things, meaning that he was equal to who God was. They didn't understand that they were one. Amen. So they were saying that how could this be possible? This can't be true. Amen. You shouldn't have that kind of power with God. Amen. So they said, some even said that he was crazy and demon possessed because of what he said. But even the other people on the other side were saying, he's not mad. He's not crazy. What he's saying is real. He don't have a demon. He is the Christ. Amen. So now I'm going to read you the amplified version. Remind, I'm going to remind you, this was at the feast of dedication. In other words, this was Hanukkah what we call Christmas. Amen. It says, at that time, the Feast of Dedication took place at Jerusalem. It was winter, and Jesus was walking in the temple in Solomon's portico. The King James Version, your Bible may say porch. So the Jews surrounded him and began saying to him, how long are you going to keep us in suspense about who you are? If you are really the Christ, the Messiah, the anointed one, tell us so plainly and openly 
that we may understand. Jesus turns and answers them like this. He said, I told you who I was, yet you do not believe me. He said, the works that I have done before you, talking about healing the sick, raising the dead, opening blinded eyes. He said, the works that I've done in my father's name testify concerning me. They are my credentials. They ought to let you know that I am God. He said, they are my credentials and the evidence declaring who I am. But you do not believe me. So you do not trust me and you do not follow me because you are not mine. Oh, I'm going to say that again because y'all weren't listening. He said, but you do not believe me. So you do not trust me and you do not follow me because you are not mine. He said, the sheep that are mine know my voice and listen to me. And I know them and they follow me. And I give them eternal life and they will never, ever, by any means, perish. And no one will ever snatch them out of my hand, the ones that have been placed there. That's what that means. Everybody ain't been placed there. He said, the ones that have been placed there, no one can snatch them out of my hand. He said, my father who has given them to me is greater and mightier than all. And no one is able to snatch them out of the father's hand. He said, because I and the father are one. In essence and in nature. Lord Jesus. So, This is not the first time that Jesus has explained himself. I read that in other discourses, the failure of the listeners to understand caused him to explain himself more fully on other occasions. The responses to the discourse has followed a pattern beginning at the Passover. Y'all remember that? It was a big debate at the Passover about who he was. Then it happened again at the festival of shelters that they bickered and complained about who God was. And now in our text, the festival of dedication. Now these folks then dedicated themselves, sacrificed eight days. Laid out eight days. Cried out eight long days. And still didn't have no knowledge of who God was. No wonder why we can come and cry our eyes out in intercessory prayer and don't nobody change. No wonder why the preach word can go across the pulpit and everybody mad as a junkyard dog. Because we don't fully understand what God is saying to the church. Listen. This happened in our text at the festival of dedication. And like always, a division amongst the listeners broke out. Let me help you right here. Oh, y'all listen to what God told me. Lord, have mercy. This make, I just want to run out this pulpit. He said, there is no neutral position for one who is faced with revelation of who I am. 
I'm going to say that again because I want to make sure that we get it. He said, there is no neutral position for one who is faced with the revelation of who I am. Can't be neutral. Can't be like the church of, uh, what is it? Laodicea. I think that's the one. That was, he said, y'all lukewarm. You ain't hot and you ain't cold. Can't be on the fence. He said, there's no neutral position for the person who claims they have revelation about who I am. Either you know who he is or you don't. You either going to live holy or you not. Ain't no in between when it comes to serving God. Lord, have mercy. He said, there is no neutral position for one who is faced with the revelation of who he is. In other words, he said, you believe that I am God or you don't believe it at all. You either know who he is or you don't know him at all. There is no neutral position when you are in Christ. That's why the word of God says, if any man be in Christ, I get it. If any man be in Christ, he is a new creation. He is no longer the same. Because when you step over, I, I would like to see a woman step in the beauty shop and sit down in the chair for two hours and get up looking like she did when she got there. You won't be mad. You lying to slap the person because, you know, all of us ain't there yet. You're going to slap the beautician and you're going to have your hand out for your dollars back. You're going to say, let me go to somebody I know that can do this. This is a mess. He said, if you are in Christ, you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things, some things, just a few things. All things have become new. I got it now. Because once the truth is brought to us, either hostility or the seed of faith will follow. Listen, listen to what God is telling us. He said, this is the way it, this is explained. If you know who I am, you won't be mad. Because you know I'm a loving God who gives chance after chance after chance after chance. His grace is sufficient. His mercy is new every morning. Everything we've ever needed, God's hand has what? It provided. So we ain't talking about no ignorant God. But we also serve a God who is a God of wrath. Who said my spirit won't stride with man always. He's not going to play the tug of war game with you. He gave his only begotten son and he said kiss the son, meaning accept him as your savior, lest you anger the father. Lord Jesus, he said, once the truth is brought to us, either hostility or the seed of faith will follow the word of God that has been planted. Either you get mad, he said, and that hostility manifests because something on the inside of us don't want to be set free. He said, there's something in us that don't want to come out. So we go and get two and three and four and five other opinions about the word from somebody who don't come to church regularly like you don't. You got to go see what they thought about it who don't, with somebody who don't even read their Bible like you don't. You go and see what they think to somebody who don't fast and pray like you don't. 
was somebody who fast and pray, who died to their flesh daily, that, uh, th- that, that read their word, amen, and understand what the Spirit is saying to the church. I don't want nobody to tell us when we're wrong. I don't like that. I don't like when people tell us when we're wrong. But God said he's getting ready to call some things out in this hour. It's not to hurt us. It's because he's getting us ready for his return. Would you rather sit in a congregation where people are going to pet your flesh and then you die and then you stand before God and he say, oh, you missed the mark. Or do you want to hear well done? Which one, which one y'all want to hear? I want to hear him say well done. But I like the way Jesus answered. I like the way he answered the Jews in our focal scripture, verse 25. I like the way he said that to them because he said, don't question me like I ain't already told you who I am. Lord, have mercy. As I kept looking at the scriptures, the way in which Jesus defends his claim and explains himself to the Jews' disbelief, he affirms clearly. Y'all listen at this. God said, I gave them. I explained to them who I was like this to counteract the disbelief because he wanted them to know that he was sovereign over who accepts revelation. What's the problem in the church? Listen, y'all. I know that went over your head. I'm going to say it again. The way Jesus explained to the Jews' disbelief, he affirms clearly that God is sovereign over who accepts revelation. So many times we get mad, we get offended. When we're giving you what God say, but guess what? God is over who accepts revelation of the word. He don't let everybody understand what he's talking about on purpose. Lord, have mercy. Lord, have mercy. This blew my mind, y'all. Because you're thinking that you, you beating yourself up. As leaders, you beat yourself down. What's wrong with the people? I know we're laying out before God. We fast and we praying. It may be harsh to take in sometime, but guess what? The husband man is the first partaker of the fruit. We got to eat this first. You think God asking you, you know church, but do you know him? No, that came from his first. I'm not browbeating you about what you don't know and who you don't know. This come to me first. I had to digest it. I've been a preacher's kid. I grew up in church. I know church. I know church. But the question is, do I know God? Maybe that'll help y'all out. Y'all won't look so mad at me. I want to know, do I really know him the way I should know him? In the intimate way that I should know him before he cracked the sky and called my name. Do I know him before he called me and and y'all have me spread out up here and everybody uh, sad song singing and flower bringing? Lord, do I know you the way I should know you? Maybe that'll help y'all say amen. Is what I do at home not pleasing in your sight? 
days that I don't feel like praying and I say, I'll catch up tomorrow. Am I in the wrong for that, God? He said, the way in which Jesus defends his claim and explains to the Jews disbelief, he affirms clearly that God is sovereign. He got the power over who accepts revelation of his word. God told me this ought to help you. Because they don't care about you laying out before me two and three and four weeks at a time to make sure I hear from him to give you a word. He said they don't care about that. The kind of generation that we live in, he said we are in perilous times. People are going to be mad before they are happy about what you're talking about because you are a last day preacher. He said, everybody ain't going to accept what you got to say. But he said, I already have a remnant that is called to your voice. That understand. And they are already in the place to accept the revelation that God has given to you. Listen at that, y'all. That's a scary thing. But know that God picks out of the congregation who will accept revelation. Of his word. Everybody don't ex- can't understand what God's word means. Have you ever looked at a scripture and just felt like real dumb about it? Have you ever done that? And I always tell people, oh, baby, pray before you read. But, but, but he said, God told me he is sovereign over who accepts revelation. He said, I have divine control over revelatory word. Lord have mercy. He say, they don't belong to God, so they can't hear his voice. I'm talking about the Jews. He said, they don't belong to him. That's why they can't hear and understand what he's talking about. He turned around and told him, y'all heard? I read the scripture, right? I'm not picking, I'm not, y'all heard what I read? He said, you don't understand because you are not mine. Ain't that what the scripture said? Then it went on to say, my sheep know my voice. They hear me and they follow me. And I know them. He said, those who can, who can have already been chosen, those who have already been chosen to do so can hear. Those who have not been chosen Cannot hear. I don't care how bad we anoint ears and eyes, elbows, and kneecaps. If it ain't for you to understand, you won't understand. Let me explain revelation to you. I looked up the definition for revelation because when God told me that, that blew me away, y'all. He said, it is defined... Revealing or disclosure of religious truths. This is, this is Webster. But this, on the other hand, is this is biblical. It is also knowledge through communication with a deity or a supernatural entity. This is why people cannot hear. Because ain't nobody communicating the way they should be with God. He said, it is knowledge through communication with a deity or a supernatural entity. That explains why so many churches close 
during the pandemic. I'm almost through. I know y'all sick of me, and I'm tired of standing here anyway. Uh, this explains why so many churches closed during the pandemic because God ain't calling nothing unrighteous to bring us out of our problems and our situations. God is not calling nothing impure to take us to the next level because God is, he said, it's impossible to leave folk where you ain't never been before. Lord have mercy. The, the, the big churches, they're getting bigger and bigger. Not because it's so anointed and everybody in there is living right. You know that infection swells exactly the same, right? Get a bump on your leg and it get infected. That thing going to blow up like, a, like a, a basketball on your kneecap. But guess what? It is not because it's a good thing. It does that because it is infected. It is sick. And everything like it is drawn to that thing. Nobody runs to the doctor and ain't nothing wrong with them. Folks sure don't like to run to the house of deliverance. This is the hospital. This is the hospital, and we don't think nothing wrong with us. Mm -hmm. That's why it hurt us. We, we close down to make sure don't nobody, no, nobody's children and things get COVID. Boy, you can't get these Negroes to come back to church. They take a break and they forget about God. Till that old devil get on them heels and they be smoking like the road runner on them cartoons. Y'all know about the road runner? Y'all might be too young to know about the road runner. Sister Didi, I know you do. BB, the book will be going so fast, he got, he got smoke coming up from behind him. Got that little, you know, that little booty pooch on the back of his butt. A little tail coming from out of there, and that book will be going, beep, beep. That's all you hear and see. When that devil gets to doing that, oh, you run back to the church then. Want some morning glory. But God told me, he said, it don't matter about none of that. He said he ain't calling nobody to come take nobody else to the next level who ain't ready and ain't never been there themselves before. Amen. We didn't sit in so many big churches. And me and Pastor be looking at each other and be like, what, what is wrong with these people that are sitting here with us? We've been invited for a purpose, but what's wrong with the folks that come here every Sunday and every, every Wednesday? Because we didn't, we didn't have private conversations with these pastors and things, and they cussing, and they got girlfriends, and, you know, the first ladies know about it. And, I mean, just they, they smoking and they drinking. They going to happy hour. They drinking before they get out and, and going to the church and uh, uh, cuss they folks out on the way up to minister and then get up there and minister like in the Lord's head. Ain't nothing happen. But they churches are huge. But we preaching Jesus and deliverance and how to live holy and all did be. Pastor had somebody to tell him, uh, you know, he was saying, you know, he was going to do something for the church. And the person said, for what? Y'all ain't got number 10 people. I say, wow. They ain't got no church today. But you talking about our 10. You talking about our 10, though. And anyway, it's more than 10. Somebody count everybody here for me today. I'm, I'm going to make sure Pastor text them and tell them. How many we had today? Uh-huh. I don't care. God told me, he said, time's up. No more games in the body of Christ. 
He said he's going to be pulling down pulpits. Y'all heard what I'm telling you. God released me to say something in the atmosphere. I wasn't going to say it till I knew that I could. Y'all remember I was telling y'all when all that stuff happened with, with the pandemic, I said that stuff was going to happen before it happened. It took like, what, two years, two and a half years before the pandemic rose up on us, but God gave us an opportunity to get our ducks in a row before it happened so that our church can be ready. Don't you know so many people was calling us when the pandemic hit, wasn't ready? We had lights, camera, action. We were ready. We were the only church online. And everybody was like, how did y'all know to be ready for this? God already warned us, and we had been preaching it. They laughed. They was pastor friends. All the pastors was calling them laughing at me because I said I'm the pandemic preacher. I told them God called me to preach in the pandemic. I thought it was a joke. I said, no, it is. A, a pandemic coming. Just like this. We're going to have some, some, some water issues, some tsunamis in places that ain't never been before. It's going to be a lot of death that we ain't never seen before, more than what we've encountered. About to come up on us, y'all. And the way it's going to affect them is going to affect the U.S. We already see, I don't know if y'all pay attention or not, but in the, uh, it's a Burleson and Crowley group. It's also a DFW group. Have y'all noticed that people are asking people to rent a room out of their houses and they're charging $650? And what they're saying is, you know, uh, come and rent a room. All your bills are included in that $650. All you got to do is buy your own food. Did y'all know that in the last days that that's what we were going to be doing? The Bible said we're going to be families going to live with families. The people was going to live with each other. That food was going to be scarce. There were going to be wars and rumors of wars. There were going to be earthquakes and, and, and all kind of water uh, issues in diverse places, places that it shouldn't happen. Look at our weather. We in Texas. We don't never have snow. Two years straight, we didn't have snow and ice, and we all thought we was going to have a, a conniption. We ain't used to it. But something bigger than that is coming. I said, warn the body. He said, no more games. He's pulling down pulpits. He said, it's not about a competition, whose church is bigger, who preaches better, who can raise the biggest offering, who got the most members. He said, it ain't about none of that. God said, he don't care about none of that. He said he's looking for a remnant of people who are sold out to him, who are still living holy, still anointed, still consecrating, still laying out on their face before him, still praying, still setting aside time for him throughout the week, still telling their flesh no. He said, this is what I care about. And I know I'm preaching to somebody. That enemy been on me all week long. Attacking me all week. In my mind, in my body. And it's because he don't want us to know the truth. When you know the truth, you know who God is. Whenever this happens, it's somebody's divine destiny 
And there is something that God has with your name on it. So it's time for the people of God all over this world to get back on track. It's time for us to go back to our first love. It's time for us to go back to when we first got saved. It's time for us to go back to when we made it our business to pray. It's time for us to go back when it was important for people around you to know how much you really loved God. Go back to when your mind was set on, for God I live and for God I'll die. I know this kind of preaching ain't popular. But God said it's necessary. He said it's necessary. We got to get out of the habit of practiced and rehearsed church. He said it's time for us to press in for a relationship. If you don't have a relationship with God today, I beg you, this is the time. This is the time. Every time I open Facebook, somebody has died. Not just because of COVID, not just because of Omicron, not just because of police brutality. I'm talking about folks are still having heart attacks. That ain't never show signs of a heart problem. Kids are dying, just dropping dead. From underlying issues that their parents had no idea they had. And we walking around acting like God ain't in control. Lord Jesus, I pray today that you hear with your spiritual ears what Christ is saying to the church. Come on, stand to your feet. God said, no more practice or rehearsed church. No more practice. Look at your neighbor and tell them, no more practice or rehearsed church. Look at somebody else across the room. Tell them, neighbor, God said, get out of the habit of practice and rehearsed church. It's time. Or relationship. I don't understand why it's so hard to have a relationship with God when we have relationships with everybody else. We can walk up and meet a stranger at Walmart, tell them all your business, and they'll tell you all of theirs while y'all picking grapes. This apple don't look so good. What understand this. You know, when I was a little girl, we used to stay, we stayed in the projects, you know. When we went to the store, they had a little corner store on the side, and they had apples, and they didn't look like this. You told them your life. But we won't tell God nothing. As if we're not going to stand before him one day. How many know you going to stand before God? Let me see your hand. Now put your hand down. How many ready to stand before God? If, you, if something happened to you today, 
Raise your hand if you're ready to stand before him. If you know everything in your life is good and you're ready to stand before God, raise your hand. See? But we allow the enemy to make us mad about what is said. That can save your life. It can save your life. One thing I'm big on is this. I believe that every person in this building was ordained to be here before the foundations of the world. Don't nothing happen by chance. Nothing. It's not a coincidence that we are here. It is because God wanted us to know. We know how to do church. We know what go on in church. We have all been in church at some point in our lives. We know when to stand up. We know when to clap. We know when to wave our hand. We know when to look ugly. And they got a man on, they got a thing on uh, TikTok. They say, make the ugly face like something stink. Draw your hand back like a bow and arrow. They got this whole thing that you can mimic. And it's saying, act like you got the Holy Ghost. Y'all know what I'm talking about? If they can do that on TikTok, that's why God is telling us this. We know church. But we don't know God. We don't know the God who, we, we just think about the God of life. We don't think about the God that's going to also judge us. That will send us to an eternal hell. But guess what? He is loving enough to say, if you open up your eyes and heal, he said, Lo, I'll be there too. He said, I'm going to come right where you are. But it ain't going to be no ice to put on your tongue. I say that because when the rich, rich young ruler asked Lazarus to put, give, put some water on his tongue, he said, I can't. He said, it's a gulf between me and thee. Y'all read that story before? He said, I can't help you. I wish I could. The rich young ruler didn't do nothing. He was a good child, was obedient to his parents, took care of them till they died, gave away, he, he gave stuff to people. But when Jesus told him, if you want to serve me, give everything you own away. He said, I tell you today, the, a rich man's, but before a rich man go to heaven, he said, a camel will go through the eye of a needle. That'll never happen, in other words. It's time, y'all, to get our houses in order. Time out for bickering and complaining. Time is winded up on us, and we don't have time. We don't have room. We don't have wiggle room to mess up. It's time for us to give God all of us. Amen? Come on, just stretch your hand toward heaven. Lord, we thank you today, God for your word in this house. God, we ask, Lord, we pray that we are one of the ones that you allow us to accept the revelation of the word that was preached on today. That we may grab hold to who you really are. That we may grab hold of faith today. That we will lay aside every sin and the weight that gets us off track in this hour. I don't care if it's our mama, our sister, cousin, any uncle, children, grandchildren. God, don't let nothing separate us from you. We know that your word said nothing can separate you from us. But everything in our life separates us from you. God, from this day forward, 
put a hook in our jaw. Draw us near. Arrest us right where we stand. In the mighty name of Jesus. Now I bind up every foul and filthy spirit that will come against us, that will stop us from hearing and keeping the word of God on today. I bind up the spirit of offense. I bind up the spirit of defense. And God, we ask, Lord, in the name of Jesus, that your power work in us and through us. We don't want the form of godliness, but deny the power to be set free. We want to live holy. We want to be right. And we want to be whole in this hour. It's in Jesus' name we pray and ask it all. Amen and amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Lord Jesus. You know, it's something about God loving us the way that he do, that he won't allow uh, us to slip. That scripture in our prayer book said that my mind is made up. What are the odds? The scripture said my mind is made up, and I'm not going to go backwards. I'm going to go forward. But how many times we got to keep saying that? Oh, we get to a certain place every year, and we, we, we catapult. Oh, we, we getting it, baby. We shouting, and we hooking and booking, and we snotting, and spitting all over the carpet. Y'all look up there. We got evidence. Oh, what? September. No. Oh, November. October and November. By December, the devil got us again. Same headlock. That God loosed us from before the month started. It's time to change some things up, y'all. They say a person to do the same thing over and over but expect different results is a, a lunatic. You insane. If you keep doing the same thing, expect a different results, you crazy. You gotta do something different to get something different. Amen. Come on, one more time, give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank you so much for joining us today. The Lord has truly been great to HOD. And listen, we are on the move. If you would like to partner with us, because we're still trying to reach our goals and our with the endeavors that we have in place. If you would like to join us, all of our giving information will be at the bottom of the screen. Make sure to join us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m. for our worship experience, along with our Wednesday night's rewind services. God bless you. Stay tuned. HOD is on the move.
This is an in-house production.